Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to the Test Zone. I have Dr. Renee Minter, and she is another extraordinary leader, author. She is an advocate for All, All Lives Matter. She's been a part of so many book collaboration projects. I mean, she just does a whole lot of things dealing with mental health. She is a lady that can help you heal. And guys, you are, you guys are going to want to listen to her. So, Dr. Uh, Renee, you have the floor. Well, um, good day, everyone. And it is such a, a pleasure and a blessing to be able to speak with you. And I'm excited. So um, let's get started. Excellent. Well, what I'd like to you to, to just tell our audience uh, just kind of who you are and how did you get where you are today? You know, tell us some of the things and some challenges you've had in your past that led you up to where you are now. Well, um, as you know, my name is Dr. Renee Minter. Um, most people know me as Dr. Renee. I am a New York-based, um, faith-based psychotherapist. Um, I'm also a clinical social worker and a minister. And I feel that um, so many things in my life has actually led to this combination, uh, which I call a ministry of care. So... Um, it's been a long, a long road, and I believe that the bumps and the challenges that we um, that we undergo are part of the process that heals us, and that it also helps us to heal others. So, um, I work with marginalized uh, individuals, and um, part of that is because I feel that I've overcome so much. I want to give back. So, my life has been a faith-based journey. And um, that's really what I want to I want to talk about. I want to talk about finding the faith within yourself and within your higher power to pull yourself out of situations or to even find the help from others who can help pull you out of your situations. And that's really what I do. That's what I'm all about. I believe that mental health is just as important as our physical health, as our spiritual health. Uh, my motto is all minds matter. So it doesn't matter, um, rich, poor, uh, your, your color, it doesn't matter. Everyone needs to be working towards wellness and all minds do matter. And, you know, at, at a time like this, Dr. Um, Renee, that is so many people going through different issues when it comes to mental health, not knowing the uncertainty about their life because of COVID. And what it, a lot of depression has set in with a lot of people. So what, could, what type of advice could you give a person that's going down that road of depression? Okay. You know, unfortunately, within um, both the faith-based community and the minority communities, mental health has not really been in the forefront. And we're starting to come forward and we're starting to have people understand in both communities, like I said, that all minds matter, but that it is okay to seek help. Yeah. You know, if someone had high blood pressure, they would go to the doctor. You know, if someone had a problem with their foot, they would see a podiatrist. But if you're having mental health struggles mm -hmm. and 
how can anyone go through a COVID without having, having an impact on them in some regard? If you don't know someone who has had, the, um, has had COVID, you know someone who has been impacted by it. And we are all impacted by this. So um, mental health services are available in most communities, but recognize when you're losing uh, control of the situation. Recognize when, you know, I can't sleep at night. I'm having difficulty um, eating. I'm having difficulty concentrating. The weight of this is just too much to bear. And for that reason, I think I need someone to give me a little bit of help. So we're there, we're here, we're everywhere, and we ourselves, we're going through it. If I have not, thankfully, um, had COVID, but I've had family members that have, and um, I've certainly lost um, family members. So I understand about that. And yes, it impacts us, but we can't give up. Mm -hmm. I spoke last night um, about actually a patient I had about COVID. And I said, what was it? What was it that, that pulled you through? What made the difference? And she said, it was one thing, hope, hope. You have to believe in, in something and you have to believe in the restorative power of our bodies, of our mind and our spirits. I like that. I mean, and that, and people need to know that they, there's hope there. You got to believe that there is hope in order for Mm -hmm. you to heal. The beginning, the healing process is all about the belief that you can heal. Yes. The starting process. I like that. I like what you said about that. So um, tell me, how did you get to where you are today? Tell us, how did you get on this journey of of being um, the person that you are today? Well, um, I've always been the person, even as a child, who felt the need um, to to help others. Um, You know, I do believe that we're on this planet to help one another. So even as a very, very small child, I, 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 I captured that and I've maintained that in my, in my moral fiber. So um, as a small child, helping neighbors and, you know, helping those that were less fortunate than, my, than myself. And it just evolved. It just evolved. Um, I recognized that social work was really um, the tool. I didn't know what it was called until I got to high school. And I was, oh, you can get paid to do this. Okay. So that led to a degree in social work on an undergraduate level. But then I was really interested in mental health. So that led to a master's degree in uh, clinical social work. And that uh, allowed me to sit for the boards to become a licensed psychotherapist. But there was always, from a small child, the call to ministry. Um, the golden age of 57, I actually um, obtained my doctorate in ministry, and it really did pull everything together for me. But have I not had my struggles? I am like everyone else. Um, you hear me talking right now. You can see me, but you hear me talking right now. If I tell you that 40 years ago, I lost the ability to speak. Oh. If I tell you that 10 years ago, Um, I was paralyzed and I did not have the ability to walk. I had to teach myself how to walk all over again. So I say to that, there's that word, that hope, there's that faith 
uh, that was internalized in me as a small child. And that's what pulled me through self-determination, hope and faith. So Yes, I had to learn how to walk all over again by myself. I had to learn how to speak again by myself. No, um, no services, no, um, no help whatsoever, but I was able to do it. So glory to God. And that's really what I have to say, you know, about that. So tell me, you know, what you had to learn how to walk again, learn mm-hmm. how to talk again, but mm-hmm. what gave you the push to do that? What made you be determined to make it happen? Well, um, again, a lot of the lessons that I've learned in life have really stayed with me. And, I, you know, I realized early on, maybe I heard it somewhere that you can't have a rainbow without a storm. So I understood that I had to go through something to get to the desired goal. And that my particular storm. So that hope, that resiliency, the desire to be able to speak and recognizing that whatever it was that I was going through would be to benefit someone else. So what it did when I gained my voice, that gave me the mouthpiece to be an advocate for others. Lost the ability to speak. I actually had a um, assist that was wrapped around my spinal cord that actually um, caused me to to lose the ability uh, to walk. So um, once I, I I had surgery, they were able to remove the cyst, but no one figured out I needed physical therapy. No one figured out that I needed someone to assist me. They just sent me home. So little by little, you know, I'm a mother, I'm a grandmother. I taught my kids how to walk. I would, <laughs> I, I just did it on my own. We started with a walker. And then we've moved to a cane and then we were, you know, tripping and falling along the way. But we finally, months later, um, I was up, I was walking and, and I'm well today. But that also led to a global ministry. Mm-hmm. So I actually traveled to, uh, to West Africa. I'm a philanthropist and, um, you know, I teach women in Africa. And, and, and churches in Africa about the importance of mental health, the importance of self-care, um, the importance of being able to depend upon yourself, doing startup businesses. So I feel that losing my speech yeah. gave me voice for advocacy and losing the ability to walk and gaining it again gave me foot trotting across the globe. So again, I'm just very grateful. That is so wonderful. And this is what our audience need to hear, that when you think you at your lowest and that you feel like you can't make it, but you it's you have to dig deep and know that you can do this. You overcame the ability where you could not walk. You overcame the ability where you couldn't talk. Mm-hmm. And look where you are today. You're an advocate. Exactly. Change their circumstances mentally, physically, mm-hmm. and emotionally. Yes. yes. That is so awesome. This is why I like doing a test zone because I have extraordinary women like yourself coming on and get to share your story. People need to hear your story because oh, your story you. can help somebody out there that's going through something mm-hmm. and thinking they're sick and they can't do something, but here you learn how to walk again and talk again. Yes. Yes. Wow. That is so, so extraordinary. 
So tell me, you got a lot of things that you, you know, you, you, you got going on. Tell us a little bit more about your projects that you're working on. Oh, okay. Well, thank you for the opportunity to, um, to plug that. I actually have two books that are, um, uh, anthologies that are going on right now. So I've got double, I'm birthing twins, I guess. Um, out of the whole Black Lives Matter movement, there is an anthology that's coming out, I believe, just before Christmas, that is called Your Voice Matters. Mm-hmm. And it's a group of African Americans um, from around the world who are talking about their experiences with racism and how they have overcome that. So my particular story is about growing up in the segregated North. You know, we hear so much about the segregated South, but we were fighting battle up here in the North, but it wasn't the the bus boycotts and it wasn't all of that. So I grew up through all of that with Martin Luther King, Rosa Parks, all of that. So it's my personal journey and to find the odds of this brown girl in a Caucasian neighborhood and being able to beat the odds and become who I am today. The um, second anthology is is finally free. And it really talks about my faith-based journey, two of the things that I um, spoke about. Um, also about, you know, at one point being a single mother and having to raise children, um, you know, on my own. Um, it talks about my, my walk into ministry. So it's all about... Um, uh, de- defying stigma, who it is that God has really called you to be. Coming out, um, I believe, January 21st. So I have one coming out in December, another one coming out in January. This is my fourth one, and I think I'm going to sit down. <laughs> no, I was looking at your bio, and I said, oh, she's been busy. <laughs> she's been part of anthology, because I'm actually doing one of my own. I have, um, I think, 20 authors that's a part of the book. And yeah, it's actually launching in January. Yeah. Well, I am so glad to have you aboard the show. Um, Tell me um, what defines uh, a leader? Um, Tenacity. uh, Someone who is also willing to learn. Um, I learned when I was a college professor that I had to learn in order to teach. Mm -hmm. Um, Faith, um, self-reliance. And also the ability to ask for help, a strong support system, and a good village. Oh, that's great. I like that. Repeat those again, because I like the part about the village. So just so that our audience can hear you one more time. Okay. I'll see if I can remember them all again. Um, tenacity, um, faith, self-reliance, um, a strong support system, and a village. And Having the humility to say, I need help and, ha- and, and knowing how to ask for help. So, um, yeah, recognizing that you can't do it all by yourself. You know, every leader has those who stand behind them. Any leader that goes out to battle, he may be at the front line, but he has a strong support system based on trust behind them. So, yeah, I'm going to add trust to the pile also. Awesome. Awesome. So do you have all of these, these amazing things that you're doing? Now, how do you balance this with your personal life as well as your professional life? Well, um, my work-life balance um, needs a little more balancing. <laughs> it does. 
Um, you know, I work full time. I have a practice, um, a part time uh, psychotherapy practice, and I have a family. So if we could, div- I wish I could say I could divide each thing into eight hours a day, but I really can't say that. Um, my family is important to me. My family time is important to me. So I have to take the time. I have to actually schedule time for me, just for me. And I would advise everyone to do that. You know, whatever you do to take care of yourself, make sure you're doing that. So COVID has its effect. We can't really go out. We can't do much, but take care of your mental health. Make a date with yourself because you're important. Wow. So my next question is, how do you prioritize your day? How do you make that decision? Okay. Um, Above anything, above everything, I am a servant of God. So that is my high priority. I start the day with God. God is with me through the day. And at the end of the day, I end with God. So it always starts with that. Um, my My priorities, I work full time. So I have an obligation. I have a a contract. I show up at work and they pay me. So I have to show up. So um, I do that. And after that, you know, like I said, I have a practice. So I do that. But then after that, it's me. So it's God, work, actually God, my family, because my family is always on my mind. Um, God, my family, work, myself. And sometimes I can get myself to the top. That's good. Awesome. Awesome. So what do you have next? uh, What's your next project? Um, Rest. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, actually trying to get through um, through the Christmas season. Um, You know, like I said, I have family and trying to, you know, that's a whole nother thing. Trying to figure out how do we COVID spread friendly, spend the holidays and not disappoint grandchildren. So um, Figuring out that, and then I'm really going to just take a rest. Um, nothing. Take it's a break. Huh? Mm-hmm. Awesome. Okay. What what I like to know also, if a person wanted to connect with you and reached out to you, how would they they find you? Okay, I'm on. Um, most of the social media sites, I, I understand that there are new ones coming up uh, all the time, but you can find me at Dr. Renee Minter on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. Um, I also have can be available by email and that's rminterkar at msn.com. Repeat it again. rminterkar at msn.com. Calm. Awesome. So what would be your word of advice that you would give a person? Love yourself and love others. Um, there is love is the thing that never, and when I say love, I'm talking about caring, being kind to people. It never goes out of style. It costs you absolutely nothing. And I believe that if you give it like dropping a, a pebble in, in, a, in water, it will radiate and come back to you. So give and you will receive. Give love. It doesn't hurt. That's right. I like that. Well, Dr. Renee, it has been a pleasure. I have thoroughly enjoyed you. You keep being who you are because the world needs you. So guys, I want to thank you guys for listening to the Test Zone. And 
hey, Dr. Renee is at your fingertips. Just look her up. She can help you if you've got someone that's going through some type of uh, emotional issues. Please reach out to her. If, if, if it's not you, maybe you know someone. The time is now to seek help. Don't be afraid to dial her number or look her up because she can be uh, an advocate for you. Thank you, Dr. Renee. Thank you. You're a part of the test zone.